This is Rowena from Pretty Creative, and my drink of choice is an ice-cold white wine. I'm Gemma from Contently Driven, and my drink of choice is red wine. And I'm Michaela from Inspired Office, and my drink of choice is a sparkling white wine. Work-life wine time supports the responsible consumption of alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, ladies, and welcome to today's episode of Work-Wife Wine Time. Today we have the full complement of workwives, Gemma, Rowena and myself, Makala, and we're talking about breaking free from the cult. Now, it's not what you might think. It's more about breaking free from the collective thinking about what it means to work and to work hard and to apply yourself to what you do. Um, Because as the three of us have discovered through various conversations that we've had, we still have some crazy ideas about what it means to run our own business and to work for ourselves. And we've come to the realization that they don't actually always align with the reason why we went into business for ourselves in the first place. So without any further ado, let's jump straight into the episode. To use an analogy that I learnt from Amy Porterfield when it comes to starting your own business you can think of it like a boat or a ship so the corporate or government structure that you're in is the ship that you come from and when you build your own business you jump into a little rowing boat and you row to the shore of a desert island And that island is your business. And the important thing to do when you get to that island is to then burn the boat Um, because then you can't get back to the ship. So that makes you make a commitment to surviving on your island. So it's a way of getting all in in your business and having that commitment to being all in. And the reason um, I was thinking of this analogy just recently was I was having a conversation with a friend about another friend's business. Um, This person had a great business model, a really fantastic product, but it never really took off and they're now winding down the business. And we were talking about how it's because they were never all in on that business. They always had other side things and other jobs going on. So it was just a really interesting analogy that I wanted to share with you guys. So... I personally left a 13-year career in the Tasmanian state government to run my own business, Um, but you two both came from corporate. So, Gemma, tell us, what did you come from to start your own business or where did you come from? Mm. Good question. (laughs) I came from uh, years don't know exactly, I want to say about 12 odd years um, in corporate uh, media slash agencies. And for me, when I left that to start my own business, um, it was, I guess the issue I was finding, if we're talking on the theme of breaking free from the cult, was actually doing that once I was in my business And I think uh, for me personally, I was so conditioned in the needing to, 
you know, get there before the boss is there and stay there after the boss is there or, you, you know, clearly you're not working or doing anything unless, you know, you're doing that. And yeah. after a while, I, I think I realised I was actually doing that to myself, <laughs> you know, so I have to, you know, walk into my office and be there at eight and sit there all the way through till 6pm or I'm clearly not doing anything in my business. You know what I mean? And it was such a concept to grasp with with myself that it's it's my business and my time and what was even more interesting is that really was why I left corporate to have a business on my own time but I wasn't Mm -hmm. doing it because I was just so conditioned in that you know um you can't leave your desk if you leave your desk you're not working type situation and it was really really interesting to realize that that I was doing that um to myself you know I did the same I completely did the same as soon as I went into my own business I was like really like strict on myself and I even put that strictness onto my kids and it's like well what's the bloody point like I'm still trying to work nine to five and part of the reason I wanted to do this was so that I could spend more times with my kids but I was actually finding I was even grumpier at them because they were around me when I was still trying to work and it's like the the realization that tipping point was like actually and actually Makali you did this for me you said actually realistically look at the amount of hours you can work set your own hours and work within those don't you know if you have to do extra here and there fine but make it an exception rather than a rule but Mm. yeah the, the sheer volume of stress we put on ourselves that it was just so bred into us after that many years of corporate that you know you had to be sitting at your desk if Facebook popped up on your computer you weren't working and you were like the devil (laughs) yeah I I have to say it's only really this year that I am breaking free from that myself like I was saying to Gemma earlier I've started doing weekly lunches with friends. So every Friday, which isn't really a work day for me anyway, it's more just a, like in the morning, I work on some business projects. So if I'm launching a new course or something, that's the time I work on that. And then in the afternoon, it's really just tidying up stuff. So like getting my inbox to zero, getting ready for the next week. Having wine with us. Having work-wife wine time. (laughs) But what I've started doing is on Fridays, I have a two hour lunch. So whether I go to, I've got a few things on. So I've got um, two different networking groups that I'm in have um, one, have a lunch one Friday a month. So that's two of my Fridays taken. And then I've been booking in a friend on another Friday and next week I'm actually going all out and I'm having a two hour lunch on Wednesday and Friday. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, you know, I'm, this is year four in my business and I'm just going, oh, it's okay to do this. I can do this. I'm my boss. But, but yeah, it takes. You wouldn't have done that, you. right? You yeah. Have, I can't do I can't possibly have a two-hour lunch. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 an hour lunch. Hang, hang on. Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, and like even I was, again, saying yesterday I had to, wrap up at three o'clock normally I work through till five but I had to wrap up at three o'clock because I had some family things on and it was so weird it's like I actually turned off the computer at three o'clock which I never do and went and did the thing with the kids and then came home 
and was just done with work for the day. And it was like such a weird feeling. And then this morning I started later because I wanted to take my eldest for a driving lesson before school. And again, it's like, I, oh. I almost actually feel like I've done the wrong thing. Like I feel like, you know, my someone's going to realise that. You're waiting for the world to crumble down. My business, you turkey. What's the problem? Totally. Or someone will be like, oh, you weren't working at that time. You know, and you're like, well, what if, what if someone knows that I wasn't working at, at night? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> That's exactly it. It's like, you know, I was I was trying to get to my emails this morning before we met up um, to record this podcast and it's like, I've got to do this because then people might not know or might know that I didn't start on time. And it's like, totally. It's crazy. Uh-huh. Right? Oh, goodness. That's, that's so interesting. So, Ro, tell yep. us the situation you came from to start your business. So give us your bit of background there. I... So I worked in, like Gemma, very similar. I worked in like ad agencies, graphic design firms. I did some freelance work, but kind of still was working for someone else. And um, all of those bits of pieces. And I would say that my hardest thing to break away from was I've always been a people pleaser. And I've always just, I've always been that like gold star student, like where I'm going to be like the best at a project and put my all into it and get the little pat on the head and stuff like that. Like I'm always... I've always been that person looking for outside verification that I'm enough, that I've done good and you've done well, well done, you know, yeah. and I've always wanted that. And I, I'm going to be honest that there's a huge amount of this that I've only realized in the last few years where it really frustrated me that it was a man always deciding if I was good enough and I always was found lacking and I hated that like I hated that the girls in the short skirts that flirted and went got invited out to the long lunches they're the ones that I saw their pro- career progressing mm. and I was like I'm not that person but I know I'm good at this I know that I am worthy of this stuff but after years and years of having that like my most recent corporate gig I worked for six years before um Going out on my own, I worked in one organization. I had six managers in that time. Five out of six of them threw me under the bus. Wow. Like I had no one standing up for me. And if I ever got emotionally invested in, you know, feeling like, hey, this might be the person that like, you know, believes in me, they would throw me under the bus. And I'm not sure if it was I was threatened or what it was, but in that last year of working for myself, uh, in my last year of working in corporate, sorry, I was pretty much managing my own team. And huh, what do you know? The CEO chucked me under the bus and made me redundant because I was, I was too myself, I felt like. And it was like, well, if being myself is what people are judging am I actually worthy? And all of these things came up and that I swear it led to my first six months of burnout. I did very much what Gemma did. I put myself into overdrive. Like I have to prove myself. I have to prove myself. I have to do this. I have to Mm. do this. I have to, you know, prove something to someone. And then I just went, you know what? There was this giant realization after my first burnout where I just kind of went, actually, I have to prove myself to me. Mm -hmm. And all of those years of, self-doubt and almost a level of desperation of someone just telling me I was good enough 
when I actually realized that whole time I knew I was good enough, but these people just, I, I let other people's opinions and other people's values of me drive so much of how, the way that my career would went, you know, it was, mm. it was pretty freaking draining. And I, I know for a fact that my boats are burnt, as you said, Michaela, because there's no freaking way I could ever put myself back in that situation again. Oh, no. I, I'm with you. The, like, the person I had lunch with last week was um, she's in government still. And, you know, I was just going, yeah, I just I couldn't go back. There is no way I could go back. Like, it's so nice choosing what I want to do. Like, you know, this is the job I'm going to do. This is the person I'm going to work with. This is the work I'm going to do. This is the direction I'm going to take instead of being trapped by your job description. You know, how bullshit was that? Like, (laughs) you know, having to ask permission because you had an idea, heaven forbid. Mm. It's like, this is your position description. So that's what, yeah, that's it. It's like this (laughs) box that you have to operate in. Operate in that box. Yeah. Press your buttons and punch in and punch out and, you know. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's really interesting how you said, uh, well, after my first burnout, you know, because. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that was pretty casual. (laughs) There have been several, right? Because it's, uh, I guess, taken a really long time to truly break free from the cult. But it's, yeah, it's interesting because it's how, for me, that so many years in corporate just depleted me of me. Yeah. I was just. Mm broken you know thought that I can't do anything and you know nothing I do is right and just continuously and you know keeping you in that box and as you know from our strengths episode look I'm I'm you know strategic and I'm an idealist and you know I could sit there for 10 hours and just come up with idea after idea after idea you know and then I remember that one time in my first year of corporate I had this awesome idea and it was just shut down you know by management Mm. and stuff and whereas everyone was like oh that's like totally awesome and you know it was like that first moment in my first year out of uni was just oh I'm never gonna see my ideas ever ever again what what I what I thought I thought women have ideas and I thought women to do stuff and it's like well no you're in corporate now you do as we say you know, and I think in my own business, it took me such a long time to start, well, to let, allow myself to do that for me, mm. you know. Mm. That's such a big part of it. Like, I feel when I look back on, and I, I'm no, by no means picking on males, but a lot of agencies, Jimmy, you can probably vouch for this as well. A lot of agencies when we were coming up through, a lot of them were very mad men still like there was a lot (laughs) there was a lot of that sort of like sexism going on in that workplace there was a lot of that you know you know the wines on Fridays were where the deals were done and stuff like that and all of those sorts of things and I felt like so often I was actually judged for being a threat and I see that quite clearly now like I can see you know my very first job 
I went straight from university, had a week off and went straight into the first job. I was the first person to get hired in my year. And I was just like, yeah, this is it. And I got to pitch alongside with my boss for a project and they, they took it and they wanted my idea. And then he just, he was like a sulky little child. He just sort of went, oh, well, fine. You can figure it out. <laughs> and it was my first job. My first thing to send to print in a big way. My first, like, there was no mentoring. There was no support or anything like that. And I feel like that's so much of why, again, I couldn't go back to that space because I got to choose you guys because we lift each other up, you know? Mm. We get to choose the cult we're a part of now. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know, and it, it, as much, like, I spent a lot of years learning. We all did. Mm. We all went through that. But at the same time, like, yeah, I can sit here and go, well, now I can see it really clearly. But at the same time, it's given me a benchmark for what I will never ever put up with again ever yeah and um one of the other things I find interesting too is having the ability to put like boundaries in place mm -hmm. for yeah. yourself around your work mm -hmm. with clients particularly like you know I've got this thing where after 4 30 on a Friday I ain't responding to emails text messages anything I won't respond again until nine o'clock Monday I still morning. get twitchy finger. I have to admit, I still get twitchy oh, finger. I, I, I actually <laughs> have to turn off my work email account on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> and then, because then if I want to check my email, I've actually got to intentionally go and turn it back on. And that's enough for my brain to start screaming at me, don't do it. No, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've done so, that. Yeah, because I, I was doing the same, you know, so I, on my phone, the same thing, I turn my, yeah, log out of my work email account. Otherwise, I'm I'm still looking, you know, I may not be replying, yeah. it's still there. <laughs> yeah, and like, if you look at your email and something's there that you don't want to have to deal with, what does your brain do? Starts worrying about it straight away. So it's oh. like, if you do that on a Friday night, and your brain all weekend is going, oh, my God, I've got to deal with this on Monday. Like, there goes your weekend. Absolutely. Just, it messes with you. Yeah, for mm -hmm. sure. You know, so it's setting the boundaries on on yourself as well. You know, yeah. I, I do this. I log out of Facebook on Fridays and don't turn it back on until um, Monday mornings. The same thing. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, <laughs> I've done that. And when I did it, you the can... very first time I did it, I'm like, Nick would be so proud of me. I was like, this yeah. Just hey, Gemma. Don't be so proud of me. <laughs> Gemma, I have a gold star just for you. I'm sure you were like me. You were like after those gold stars when you were at school. I can see it in you. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I was gold star central. Come on. <laughs> I wanted all of the gold stars, especially yeah. gold is my favorite color as well. So it was okay. more important, but... Yeah, you know, I started doing that. So, you know, I was just, yeah, not scrolling and doing that on my weekends. And now I don't even think about it. It's great. And even if I, you know, sometimes I now forget to turn it off, but I don't even bother to open the app, you know. And I, I then I'm like, no, if I'm setting boundaries on myself there, I need to set the work boundaries because yeah. 
like through the Christmas break, you know, I was off work, but at that yeah, we didn't time, do real well there, did we? Yeah, we, yeah, Nick and I did not do real well. So we took <laughs> that two weeks off. We ended up working the whole first week uh, <laughs> and talking to each other, going. Why are we working this week, Gemma? We said we weren't going to work this week. <laughs> yeah, but kept working that week. So that was yeah. um, that was an interesting, I guess I'd say, evaluation process for you and I. <laughs> <laughs> and I suppose it does come down to like I'm, I'm doing a coaching program with um, Suze Chadwick at the moment. And one of the things that she says is you need to be the CEO of your own business. So you need to take that step back and think about it like, Yes, we realize that we are our accountant, we are our, you know, admin girl, we are all of those things, but we also need to step up and take that CEO role where we start to set some really strong foundations and, and, and outlines for what we want our business to be and what we want it to be known for. And so imagine if you were employing an admin person that, you know, was working till nine o'clock at night, like we sometimes do. Mm, yeah. We wouldn't want to be that business. We wouldn't want to put someone in that situation. So why are we putting ourselves in that situation? you know and I, I feel like another thing is is that you guys going into a coaching space soon as well I just feel like nowadays my favorite thing to do is hire a coach and hire a business coach because you know what if nobody was going to mentor me back in the day I can choose my mentor now absolutely you yeah. know I can choose the person that's my cheerleader I can choose the person that I have in my ear rather than you know and I'm going to choose that person based on what I need mm. you know and it's um I can be entirely selfish with it I feel like a lot of my managers they were selfish so you know what I'm going to be selfish too and I'm going to choose what's best for me and what's best for me is to build up all of those good things and turn away from all the negative experiences that I had in corporate and choose a different path Mm -hmm. be that CEO and choose what my business is going to look like. Imagine if we were corporations of a hundred, what would we want it to look like? What would we want our version of corporate, our version of the cult to look like? That CEO comment um, makes a lot of sense. Like that, that's really just stood out for me in what you've said, because um, I was having a conversation again earlier this week about change and change needing to come from leadership and you know you can't have like say in a hierarchy you can't have two top level managers saying um okay yeah let's change everything but the change is going to happen below us mm. we're not going to do anything different it's like that doesn't work it doesn't work that way everyone's going to change the whole structure if the top doesn't change nothing else changes so yeah it is actually really important for us to think of ourselves as leaders of our own business even if it's just us or just us and one or two employees at the moment um because yeah it's really important to shape that because we're essentially leading ourselves too mm -hmm. and yeah. that means yeah. we're, we're we're feeding into that culture of our own experiences as well you know mm. so often you know I, I go when something goes bad and I feel like this has come from being in business and having a lot more awareness around who I am and what my, um, my boundaries are, you know, learning from those experiences, but instead of just going, Oh, that was crap. Actually going, you know what, if I was leading an organization, what would I do to change that? You mm -hmm. know? 
So for instance, instead of like doing what Gemma said, you know, and staying till six o'clock because that's the only way she was being a good employee, actually telling this stuff, I want you to leave at five and I want you to not be working on weekends Mm. because you wouldn't want to be that boss. And so thinking about how we can flip it, the things that drove us away and towards being our own bosses, think about how we can flip those things and actually make them a positive to think mm. about how we can turn that into what would our organization look like and how would it be different from those negative experiences we've had? Yeah, so intentionally creating an intentional model for our businesses yeah. instead of just so like, going, oh, I left that because I didn't want to do that anymore. And then what do we end up doing in our own businesses? Whereas the same going, thing. I left that because I don't want to do that anymore. How am I going to apply this? and turn it into a positive yeah I like that that's really good <laughs> and that's yeah, why I thought like, it that way before but like by hi- hiring a business coach like it's like I've hired my own CFO or my own COO type sort of person you mm. know I've I've hired the person that I want to inspire me and drive me to be that better person because it aligns so truly with where I want to be Mm. You know, I, I, one of my favorite managers ever actually was at that last job. And it was the one that wasn't, didn't ever throw me under the bus. And he was the CEO and I actually aspire very much to be like him. He was, he was um, motivational. He was friendly and approachable. He was, you know, appreciative and he showed that appreciation frequently, Mm. you know, and I think, so I, I feel like it that way as well, like if we've had any positives in, in that experience, how can we also transfer those across? Like I, every time I hear a bad experience, I think of how great that experience was with him. And it was that point that kind of made me go, just that one person believing in me. And so we can do that for our clients, right? Mm. You know, that level of belief and that level of inspiration and that level of motivation, you just never know. Like that, He doesn't know that he had that effect on me, but look at, I'm talking about it now. And yeah. I'm aspiring to be more like him. For sure. And I think it's about um, even respecting yourself, right? Because absolutely, with our own, you know, staff and people we'd hire we're going to respect them and what they do for us and their time right so not putting boundaries on yourself and and pushing yourself and not being kind to yourself is really in a way you know you're not honoring yourself or your time you know whereas Mm. if you be doing it for other people like if you're stepping in as a ceo if we're using that as an analogy then you've got to think about yourself, right? And so when I was thinking about it so much, I wasn't respecting any, any my time, my anything, you know? And if I'm not in, you know, if I'm verging on burnout, if I'm overworking, if I'm doing too much, I'm not only letting myself down, but everything, you know, I'm not able mm. to properly use my time for my clients, use my time for myself use my time to build up my business, you know, and it's, it's just really interesting that again, we, you know, or I got out of that because I was being pushed to the brink and because I, and then I was doing it to myself. Right. And not truly respecting me and my time, like how I worked through 
when we're meant to take time off, you know? So that's why I'm like, no, if, if, you know, I need to set tougher boundaries, like actually logging out, you know, of my work email, then I'll do it. Because if you're respecting your workers, the people that are helping you, the people you're collaborating with, their time, their efforts, respect your own. Mm-hmm. Yes, like from one point of view, it really is just a learned behaviour that we've mm-hmm. had this behaviour, we've done it for many, many years. So because we haven't intentionally thought of changing it, that's why it's just followed us into our businesses. For sure. What would you ladies say are the top three ways that you, uh, the top, maybe even the top two, like, let me just say that again, we can cut that and just say, what would be the top thing that you from your corporate experiences and from working for the man, um, the thing that drove you away most and like some changes that you want to step change and move in that direction of being more of a CEO. I can start to give you an example. Mine is definitely um, that building myself up. Like that's where I, I find like, and I've hired a coach to do that and really respecting my own dreams and my own time and actually finding a way to believe in those rather than coming from a negative space of disbelief all the time like really wanting to like build a stronger confidence bone in my back basically Mm. I'm going to jump on the word that you just used then respect for me I think that's it it's respecting myself more and setting boundaries for my business around that like I kind of have half acidly <laughs> gone, I'm not doing any client work on Monday afternoons and Fridays. And sometimes I abide by that and sometimes I don't. So I think for me, it's really getting those boundaries really clear and going, no, I'm not doing client work in those times. Those are the times that I'm either having time for myself or I'm working on building my business. And So, yeah, I think it's just creating those boundaries and then respecting myself enough to follow them and not have a last-minute thing come in and go, oh, no, well, I'll put myself aside to do this. It's like, no, I'm running this. I need to stay in top physical, mental, emotional health and my business needs to keep moving forward. So this this is how my week is going to function and respecting my schedule, my calendar, my boundaries. I think that's the biggest thing for me. Yeah. And my, well, taking words out of my mouth, exactly. (laughs) Mine is the same, but I guess not so much boundaries, but constraint for me. Mm, Good word. Yeah. Mine is, is constraint and not just in my business, but also in you know, my personal life as well, you know, constraint in reading the books I want to read and learning the things I want to read and doing the exercise at the time. And, you know, um, it's, it's super constraint. And on top of all of that, giving myself downtime as well. So it's Mm. very much constraint in my business hours, constraint in my personal growth hours. So I can then open up actual downtime and real downtime not that is an excellent point because I think downtime yeah that's something that I think you and I have 
done <laughs> with this study that we're doing. We're either doing business or yeah. we're doing study to further our business. It's yeah. like, yeah, that downtime component is really missing. Yes, that's that's what's missing and that's what I'm doing my best in at the moment is honouring that actual, real, say it again, Ro. Downtime. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, this has been such an inspiring episode, sure. ladies. Like you've, you know, yep. I thought I was doing pretty well, but you two have actually given me some real food for thought to take mm-hmm. away and make even more changes. Right, really think about things a bit more. So yeah, not I, during I, downtime. Not during downtime. <laughs> <laughs> so we better wrap this episode up. Um, but yeah, it's been really awesome. And hopefully our listeners have taken away some little gold nuggets as well that they can apply when they're either thinking of creating their own businesses or really establishing their own businesses and how they want to move forward. Um, but yeah, thanks so much guys and catch you all next time. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit subscribe. If you'd like to learn more, then check out our website, www.workwifewinetime.com.au. While you're there, jump on our mailing list to receive special updates and offers from our guests. Until next time, take care and drink responsibly.